0: Welcome to a special episode of the Central Pennsylvania Music Podcast. Olivia Farabaugh. Welcome to another Central Pennsylvania Music Podcast exclusive. We are here with Olivia Faribault. Uh, country music artist here from central Pennsylvania. Uh, we are at her CD release show, and we're really excited to be talking to you. Olivia, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good. Thank you guys so much for being here oh, and just adding so much to the day.
2: Oh, we're happy to be here, <laughs> Olivia. I mean, this Thank this is you. the stuff that we look forward to. I mean, we mm-hmm. get to sit down with people. We get to meet new people. I mean, we get to go to the beautiful Allenberry Theater. Like, yep. I mean, Yeah, couldn't be better. Thank you for having us. Oh my gosh, absolutely, man,
1: absolutely. So
2: I do got to ask, I mean, you are Central PA, born Native. You are straight from Palmyra. Now you are a full-time musician living in Nashville. What what would Olivia now say to Olivia when she was growing up in high school? What would you say to her? What do you think the younger you would react to you now?
1: Whoa, that is a good question. I don't know. I think she'd be... I think you should be pumped about it. Like, cause I always had this like, Inkling in my heart that I was like, oh, maybe it would be cool to move to Nashville one day and like actually do it and now it, it took a lot of, of steps to get there oh, I'm sure. but I'm sure, I think yeah. finally like the first time I actually admitted like, hey, I want to I wanna go to Nashville and to now it's it's been a long road um, but I think she'd be pretty pumped about it. That, I think she'd be awesome. pretty cool. I would think so too. <laughs>
2: <She'd be pretty> <laughs> <about> <laughs> I've seen in like interviews, I mean, you've talked about when you were younger that you were almost in a, in a sense like afraid to admit to people that you wanted to pursue her a career in music? Why? I mean, like, I, I feel yeah. like that's something like most people want to like, like, dude, I'm going to be a musician. Like, it's shout over, it from the rooftops! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to shout <laughs> it from the rooftops. Exactly. So, like, for you to be here now, and I know you're the same, you're the same person thinking and like feeling what that was like, but being here now, I. God, I imagine that's such a incredible feeling for yourself.
1: Yeah, and that is so true. Like I've 100% said that before because that is absolutely what it was like. And I think there was two aspects of it. Like the first one was like, I've always really been trying, I still try to be open to wherever like God wants me to go, like the divine plan rather than like, making the decisions on my own because I know like, that's not going to lead to true fulfillment even if I'm like, oh, I want to be a rock star and that's not what I'm supposed to be exactly doing. I know that's I true. really feel in my heart of hearts. It's in music. and um, But for a while too, I think I was like, had a fear of failure. Like if I admitted it, then it would be like, Oh man, now there's an expectation. But I've learned a lot, I've gone to therapy, you know? So that's helped. It's so all so that growth. That always helps. <laughs> we unboxed that box and we were like, oh, yes. cool. Well, we're going to shut that one
2: and put that one back off to the side now.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. But,
2: but like music
0: is nothing new to you. You've been playing music since you were in fifth grade, right?
1: Yeah. So it was a summer going into fourth grade. I learned to play the guitar and then I started writing songs along with it. Like I learned, you know, the classic GDC and I'm like, let's write, you know? <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) i I don't need to know anything else but yeah so i really have had it as an outlet like my entire life which i've been so grateful for of course because i know like a lot of people don't have that so i mean there's definitely other outlets but it's just so therapeutic it is Um, and that's what this album today, like part of the songs off of it are written about my own life experiences. And then others are written about the life experiences that I gathered through social media and, and stories people shared with me. Did you and read my notes? no I didn't <laughs> you're, literally, you're literally taking one of my questions almost word oh, for no. word so it was perfect oh, I was good. literally to segue into <laughs> nice.
2: that so please continue I'm just, awesome. I thought that was perfect it was like literally almost verbatim I my saw question. it
1: I saw it that was uh, that's I got good. your so, telepathy that's what it was because
2: <laughs> you were saying that you're like not everyone had that outlet not everyone yes. was a musician so like, that's one of the things that I truly loved that I like saw and read about this album was that it wasn't all just your story like you gave voice and validity to like other people's experiences and their true because they might not have had the opportunity being an artist or a musician and you gave their experiences a voice. Like, that has got to be... That's like some next level stuff. Like thanks for saying that. Of course.
1: Man, I I really appreciate that. Like, I honestly... Especially, you know, some of the songs were from other people's experiences that... And I had never experienced... um, Like, especially Like like I Wanted To is super vulnerable and it's about loss and I had never lost someone in the way that this woman lost someone. And I... We almost didn't record it because I was like nervous about, you know, I don't want to because it's from first person perspective. So sure. I, like, I don't want it to come across the wrong way. And then I was asking a lot of women who also went through the same thing. And they're like, there needs to be a voice to it. And once I switched that perspective, like, yeah, it's like, it's not just a therapy for them personally, but it, it could, you know, help other people who have gone through that. So yeah. um I do like love that about the album too. And yes. that's where the transparent like idea came from, because it's the transparent human experience. And so I wanted to encompass then like all of the assets and the the parts. I mean, as much as I can. There's a lot. There's yeah. a lot oh, yeah, to the whole human life thing that we go through. I, I'm sure it's gotta be a difficult
2: moment. process too, when you get like you get people's specific stories. People's specific experiences, but like you said, you learned you were like, man, I don't know if I'm telling the story exactly the way it should be. You had to be okay with kind of making it a generalized version, so it's 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 uh, it, it can resound with more people and a bigger audience. Yeah. I'm sure that's kind of like a a, a difficult like tight walk. Tight rope balance
1: yeah i i, I agree because especially like those really heavier songs i was intimidated by it at first but once i like like i wanted to like i was just talking about that was one and i just felt like it was like the holy spirit moving through because i turned i read the comment turned my voice memo on and just started playing and that whole song fell out other than like a couple words i switched around
0: so you just and riffed so, it
1: yeah and i was like that that's not for me. Like that's something else, you know, that's awesome. But it was, it was cool. And that was like another reason I was like, I really feel like this song should be recorded. And some of those heavier ones, like that happened with. And so that was kind of like a little bit of a sign to me. Like, okay, no, this, this should be aside all of my fears about how it could come across, you know? Yeah. I mean,
0: I think that's a pretty solid message right there. That's like, Oh yeah, I just wrote this list like that. Yeah, definitely. And they
1: definitely don't all happen like that, but like it was, it was a cool experience to have that writing process happen like that.
0: Yeah. That's, that's wild. So now you've dealt with some hard times with your – oh, my goodness. I just fumbled over my words. You've dealt <laughs> with some hard times yourself over the years as well. You currently are working with a nonprofit and are working with a charity right now for – forgive me. I forgot the abbreviation. CIRS. CIRS. Thank you. Yes. So could you tell us a little bit about that and how anybody else could help out with that?
1: Yeah. So my journey, um, I originally, I got diagnosed with CIRS, chronic inflammatory response syndrome, also called CIRS, a lot of different names, but I got diagnosed in November of 2020. And the journey with that started back in 2016. So my husband and I, we moved into a house that we didn't know had black mold. And I started Started getting sick, and two years passed, and I was just sick all the time. And so my mom is the one who put it together. Shout out, Mama Joan! (laughs) Shout out, Mama! Mama Shout out, Mama Joan! And so she's the one who put it together. That like, Olivia, you were totally fine before you moved into the house. This house, and now you're not. Like, I feel like we need to test the house. And so we did. And I won't forget that call was the Fourth of July weekend, and we got the results back, and he said your house is literally deemed inhabitable. Like you can't have another night in the house. And that moment was what shifted just like the trajectory of where I am now. And for a while, honestly, like, I've completely resented the experience because, like, who the heck wants that? Yeah, of course, of course. But, like, now I'm recognizing, like, these things have fallen into place and being able to create the SIRS support fund um, with Malachi's message. um, They were already helping people with toxic um, mold illness. And then we have this branch off of their um, nonprofit now. Tell people specifically with surge because unfortunately most testing and treatment isn't covered under insurance policies ridiculous. and it's wild so like people it are takes
2: like $3,000 roughly like out of pocket right Yeah, for most people and that's oh like God. just
1: the beginning too like that's not including a lot of times you lose your stuff because like for us we lost most of our belongings it was wild like we were taking stuff out of the house and like our box spring we flipped it over and there was mold growing on the bottom side and we we never thought because it was underneath you know yeah. so mm. but then then we're like flipping over this stuff that was like decorations and and we saw it and it was like man so we got the guidance from really smart people and helped us figure out okay what can we keep what can we clean but you have to clean everything or you have to throw it away so a lot of people lose their belongings too so that alone is an expense oh my goodness so yeah I didn't service, even think about that yeah it's wild that's
2: like a whole other part I didn't even, I was like yeah okay yeah. the testing yeah that's expensive but you had to like literally lose like half maybe three quarters of all of your personal belongings yeah. it's like yeah. well you have to it's like well, what am I supposed to do now? That's almost yeah. like it's a hard yeah. reset. Am yeah. I
0: not to talk about myself? My sister lived in an apartment for a little while that had black mold in it, and Are she. You
2: serious?
1: Yeah,
0: luckily she's okay, but she did have to she had to get rid of a ton of stuff wow. because of that. Yep. So
1: she experienced that firsthand yep. too. Yeah, oh. and that's what. So some people who live in like moldy homes or black mold or whatever, they're fine. Like my husband was fine. And so we were always confused. Like, well, why are you okay? And but I'm, I'm not. Sick. Yeah, like what's going on with that? And so uh, we learned. So 20%, about 20% of people have this gene and it can lay dormant in your body until the perfect storm of toxin exposure. So for me, that was living in the house. So now once the gene is activated, my body doesn't process out toxins like it normally should. And it just recirculates in my body and my immune system is trying its best to get rid of it, but it just like it just sends can't. off every inflammation marker and just goes kind of wild oh my, God. So, oh my
2: goodness yeah
1: so it's it's been an interesting journey but like I was I was just really feeling for a lot of people because like we were super lucky because my parents like took us in during this time yeah and their home was safe for us to be in and so We lived with them for a little while and I started sharing my story and I started being more open about what was going on and people were messaging me and they're like, Hey, I I think this might be what's going on here and there and the one night I was talking to a woman and she was not in a good place. She didn't have a support system. She didn't have a safe place to go and like away from toxins. And so she was like, I'm just ready to be with the Lord at this point. Like I am, she was in a really bad place. And that's one of the things too, is it, it cognitively messes with you because literally your brain is inflamed. So they call it like brain on fire. Like it, it messes with a lot of things. People experience depression and anxiety. And so they get put on antidepressants when the real issue is that they're in an environment that's not safe. And so, so at that point, I just so badly wanted to be like, I can help you. But yeah. like, we couldn't, like we were strapped financially after throwing away our stuff and everything. So yeah. that was the moment I said to Kate, and I'm like, I don't want to talk to somebody again and not be able to say, hey, we have some place that you can go for help and support financially, but emotionally too. Mm hmm. So that's where the service sort of support fund kind of the idea like birth from. And then, um, I just randomly came across um, Malachi's message reached out to me for a podcast interview. Oh, and wow. then, yeah. And then <laughs> I was like, Oh, cool. And so we just started talking. And then I was like, this is so cool. Like our values are aligning. Like, why don't we just team up and like create this branch off of the search support fund or off of Malachi's message. And wow. it was cool. there's,
2: there's a percentage of your album sales and yeah. your ticket sales from tonight that are actually going towards that branch off from Malachi's message. Correct.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I wanted it to go full circle and I was really grateful that we had some awesome sponsors, um, help out with the album cost too. So I was oh, so grateful wow. that allowed us to be able to give a percentage.
2: Um, that's incredible. From the album. That's, that's really cool. Thanks. I love that we were able to touch on all that, and I think it's really important. I'm going to spring it back into kind of more of like a uh, a a brighter side of things. Yeah.
1: So let's go to the bright side. (laughs) All right, I'm I'm game. Okay,
2: (laughs) perfect. So I mean, you you have now played in Nashville. I mean, you've played in Midtown, you've played on Broadway, you played like all these different places in uh, Nashville. What would you say is your favorite venue in Nashville to play?
1: Oh man, and I'm sure there's probably a lot. There is a lot. So I just got a like a weekly spot at Nash House. Um, so okay. that's like two blocks off of Broadway. And so it's 7.20 to 8.20 on Fridays. So if anyone wants to come out, come <laughs> on right.
2: down. Come on
1: down. But I love, like, I have to say like that place has been incredible and they're just so kind and they've been so welcoming to <laughs> me. So I think that is one of my favorite places but obviously like being able to play at places like the listening room is like gonna be huge one day i've played at the pigeon forge one. i want to play at the listening room in nashville but i'm playing at the bluebird in may Ooh, that's so i'm deal. like that's i think awesome. that might be my favorite one <laughs> okay <laughs> i think um but i did an audition there and it was just like such a cool experience because there's so many talented people that have been on that stage and it's such an intimate setting and so it's really cool to just like be in that space yeah. and that's it's intimidating really cool too life. when it, when oh, it's yeah.
2: an intimate space like that's way more because yeah. you're like when it's just like a big room and there's like tons of people it's almost like for me when I performed if there was more people in a bigger space easier yes. if it's smaller and less people I'm like Oh, this Hello, is everybody. Yeah. Hello everyone. Hello everyone. You actually listened to yeah. You have no choice.
1: Okay. okay. Yeah. Yes.
0: I did see in an interview he said, uh, your dream place to perform would be the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is a okay, beautiful yeah. place. I saw Trace uh, Atkins there one time. Did you? Oh, yeah. Great time. His Christmas oh, special. It's so good. What made you choose a Grand Ole Opry? Well,
1: honestly, like being in the circle, you know how they took the the wood where everybody stood yes. when it was at the Ryman, they took that wood and now it's like the same circle. Like, Like when you're at the microphone, you're standing still on the same wood that everybody stood at. Like, I don't know how far back they've gone, you know, legends, legends, legends. So like. Whenever I'm playing gigs, that's like, you know, your background music, which is fine. Like, those help pay the bills, man. Like, that's mm-hmm. totally fine. But I'm like, I just close my eyes and imagine that I'm standing in the circle at the Grand Old Opry and just having that type of performance. Like, honestly, that's where I'm at in my brain with that. But I definitely would love to have that visual come true Oh, my day. God,
2: yeah. It sounds like you're you manifesting uh, more than enough, I think. And I, I, mean, <laughs> and I mean, I think like Let's your track record... I mean, I think it's only a matter of time. I I, I (laughs) think you're on the right track. I mean, you already live down there. You're doing everything down there. My one specific question that I want to ask, I mean, because you're from Central PA, but you're also now a native of Nashville. So you know both. Nashville is known as the music city. But recently, the Central Pennsylvania area has been getting the recognition that it it so desperately deserves for being such a hotspot for musical talent. Yes. What do you think, from being a native of both, that the Harrisburg slash central PA area could do, to really become more of like the like the second national to really oh, that's support so cool.
1: music, yeah, I love that. I mean, I've always thought that. Hey, first of all, I love being a Central Pennsylvania like native. Like that's always where my heart is. Yes, and like Absolutely. every experience that I have had in the Central Pennsylvania area, like growing up, has prepared me and made me feel more confident going into these places in Nashville. So it's like literally that's always going to be where my heart is. But I think it would be so so cool to bring in like the like songwriters rounds and stuff like that cuz that's awesome yeah so many idea. there's just so much incredible talent in central pennsylvania and like one of the things that i love about the writers rounds so it's basically i'm yeah, sure for you the, guys the people that that. don't know what so are. yeah yeah for the, for the listeners that don't know what that right, is right cuz so it's everybody um there's usually three or four artists they sit on a stage and they write um all their original music and they do songs literally kind of in a round and that's where the bluebird got the most famous cuz it was the first writers round like take place in nashville okay and so i think that would be so so cool to be able to meet other writers and be able to have like co-writing opportunities to meet these people see who you vibe with because i i think that would really be the only thing that that's been missing but i know there's a couple people that are starting to try to get that started so i feel like that's already in the works oh
0: my god that would be great That'd yeah, so cool. in the
2: way I think I don't think I could have asked for a better answer. Yeah, be no, honest. I don't I think, think that was like. Oh, You want
1: like a specific. Well, I was thinking of that not long ago because I was like, I love doing that in Nashville, and like, there's so many talented people here. Oh like, my god, yeah. Cool.
0: I mean, there's, it's something we talk about a lot on our show is like how Harrisburg has something special, well, not Harrisburg, Central Pennsylvania mm-hmm. has something special to it, and we keep talking about the idea of like a little Nashville who could make like yes. a little Nashville somewhere in Harrisburg or lancaster york anywhere mccann hershey you name it just get like that um broadway street basically where it's just there's a band playing at every single bar on that street or restaurant wherever every night every night we would love to see that happen i think that would be a good place to start right there it would
1: be so cool honestly like kind of like a listening room like experience but here in central pennsylvania absolutely i mean there's nothing like that and I, I don't know. I just, I think that'd be cool. I right? think that'd be I awesome. Think that'd, that'd be, be super great. fun.
0: So what would you say is your favorite venue back home to play at?
1: Oh okay. I played at the River House last night. That's like always my, they've been so supportive of me throughout. They're in Middletown. Yeah, yeah. I was, so, it's right. I know, you know where that, it's yeah.
2: at. My, my buddy, my, one of my best friends, he grew up in the housing complex, it's literally right down the road, across the street from them. Yeah, so right I know yes. the River House very well. So it's
1: like there's so many awesome venues, though. Like I so appreciate the Inglewood and like playing there. Like there's oh, yes. so many great venues, but like from the beginning, like the the um, River House is just they've been so supportive of me throughout the whole journey. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. That
2: dude. That's so. I mean. I'm just going to circle back to the, the main reason. So we are the Central Pennsylvania Music Podcast. Heck yeah. You are Olivia Faribault. You have won so many awards through the Central Pennsylvania, oh. Pennsylvania Music Hall of Fame. <laughs> what does it feel like being on this journey as a musician and then also seeing the Central Pennsylvania Music Hall of Fame being a thing? How does how does that feel as like an artist being a winner, but also still pursuing the dream? Quote unquote. Yeah.
1: I think it's so cool because before, when I started out on like my music journey in Central Pennsylvania, there wasn't an opportunity for artists to really get together. Like you'd go in and play a show, and you'd see like other names on the board, like going to other days. But at least, at least for me, like I was like playing during those times, and so we could not never really come out and see each other. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm like, oh, I've seen your name, and I've seen you on social media, but like I want to see you play. But I'm also gigging, and you're gigging, and so it's like we never got to really cross paths. So some of these people that i've literally like seen all over and like you know seen on social media i had never met in person and then the first cpmas i was like what's up like i feel like we know each other but we never met <laughs> kind of know you kind of yeah. know you i know your,
2: your cat's name right, exactly. <laughs> so
1: weird but yeah like so I think that's been the coolest thing to like see there be a, a place for community mm-hmm. and a place to come together because as musicians and like creatives and like we're just kind of go through a, a different thing and so it's nice to all come together like and just experience and be able to talk about our experiences our trials our you know frustrations yep. or whatever you know it's cool to have that moment and come 100%. together yeah
0: I mean I think that's what honestly the Central Pennsylvania Music Hall of Fame is trying to do is help bring everybody together help us grow as a community and just keep getting better every day
1: yeah and that's what I love to like, even in Nashville, there's so many people who like, want to uplift you and come together. And that's that is the mindset I feel like everybody should have but there's definitely people who don't have that mindset They're and look at it as a competitive thing so I think it's really cool that that's what you guys are cultivating and that's your goal because that's what that's what musicians need like we're all going through it you know we're all doing it so exactly right. just rise up together you know
0: exactly exactly well thank you so much for your time today thank um, you guys we we're so, much. so excited to watch you go out there and perform thank your you. new album absolutely go check it out what, everywhere I imagine yeah
1: all, all the streaming services great yeah. great same great. streaming services that we're on
0: yeah exactly well, just so. so you guys yeah, know good <laughs> <out>. <laughs> all right well olivia thank you so much thank for your you time
2: guys. oh my
1: gosh. it was uh, a pleasure sitting down with this you was. this was awesome
0: all right well we're the central pennsylvania music podcast thanks for checking out another exclusive and we'll talk to you soon